coming up, have we got some great advice for you. It's how to give and accept advice. Welcome, everyone, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights that will make home life better. And this week, my guest is Rabbi David Orlovsky, an internationally renowned speaker whose lectures have inspired thousands of people for over 30 years. And this week, we're speaking about how to give and accept advice. And by the way, you can visit the website rabbiorlovsky.com, which features Rabbi Orlovsky's fantastic original weekly podcast, as well as articles and ebooks, audio and video classes, and details of his upcoming speaking engagements. And for more information and to contact Rabbi Orlovsky about speaking in your community, visit rabbiorlovsky.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-O-R-L-O-F-S-K-Y.com. Welcome back to At Home and Jerusalem, Rabbi David Orlovsky. A pleasure. Is it natural for people to give advice? Because if so, is it for the sake of being helpful or is there another agenda sometimes? Well, everybody, especially Jews, they love to give advice. <laughs> Jackie Mason says, you know, we have to have an intermission because Jews can't sit this long without giving their opinion. You know, they have to go into the lobby and say, what do you think of this guy? I never liked him, you know. Everybody feels like they have to give their opinion. When, when we give our opinion, it allows us to um, take, to a certain consent, uh, extent, control of the world. Because what we're saying is that I have a certain understanding that I want to share. And the fact is that no man is an island. Every person has certain areas of expertise that other people do not have. And therefore, by us working together, we're able to do this. And Jules Verne, Mysterious Island, he put together these five uh, individuals who get shipwrecked on an island, and mm. each one of them has particular abilities. Okay, so the guy Cyrus, he was, you know, uh, most knowledgeable, but you also had uh, Pencroft, who was a sailor. He mm. understood that. You had Gideon, who was a reporter. He had certain other skills. Mm. And everybody had certain skills that everybody was able to give to. Mm. It's interesting. We make the bracha, Barein Fashos Rabos Vechesranan. You created many people and their lackings because mm -hmm. everybody lacks in some areas. Yeah. So the fact that I know something that you don't know, it means that by us working together, we're able to build a greater society. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, someone who is seeking advice, are they looking for more than just data? Oh, always. Always. And in fact, there's a art form to understanding what the person is saying. Somebody uh, came to Rav Chaim Briska and asked, are you allowed to use milk for the, instead of wine for the four cups at the Seder on Passover? Mm -hmm. And uh, he said no, and he gave him a large sum of money. So his wife said, wine doesn't cost that much. And he said, if he's asking about using milk, that means he doesn't have any meat to eat either. So I got to give him more money. Because you have to understand what the person's really asking. And so often people ask questions and they don't say what they mean. There's such a beautiful story with the Yitzchel Chonan, where you have to know a little Yiddish for this. But um, a, uh, a man runs in in the middle, a wagon driver, runs in the middle of his Torah class and says, Rebbe, uh, can a coin nem agrusha? Now, nem literally means take, but it also means marry. Mm -hmm. Like the Torah says, ki yikach ish isha, when you take a wife, it means when you marry. Mm -hmm. So he says, can a coin nem agrusha? Coin's not allowed to marry a divorcee. So he comes in and says, apparently, can a coin take or marry a divorcee? 
So he looks at him for a second and says, yeah, yeah, a coin can nemagosha, a coin can, can marry a divorcee. So he walks out and the, the students look at him and says, Rabbi, what are you talking about? He says, he's a wagon driver. He remembers as a child that a Kohen couldn't nem a Grusha. So now probably a divorcee is asking him for a ride in his wagon, and he remembered, I can't take a Grusha. So they said, Rebbe, how do you know that? He goes, look out the window. And sure enough, there was a divorcee getting into his wagon. So you have to understand what people are saying in order to give advice. And people are so good at, as uh, Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People say, reading your resume to other people. Mm-hmm. I project myself and I tell you how I handle this, what I do. Mm-hmm. The point is not to do that, but to become the person who's asking the question to give the advice. Wow, okay. Why do sometimes people give advice about something they know little or nothing about? Oh, exactly. Because, <laughs> because when you ask me for advice, you're recognizing the fact that I have wisdom, that I have a certain power. And who wants to turn around and say, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, in, in Pirkeiavos, Ethics of the Fathers, when it lists the seven uh, signs of a, uh, of, a, of a smart person, one of them is, on what I don't know, I say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's a tremendous level, you know. Somebody once called me up to ask me a question in halacha, and I'm not a halachaist, you know. And I said, why are you calling me? He says, you have a tremendous advantage of other people. You know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know most people, they know what they know, but they also know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. You at least know what you don't know. <laughs> From a Jewish perspective, is there a consequence when someone gives faulty advice? It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a, they, The verse in the Torah which says, you know, don't put a stumbling block in front of a blind man. The the Talmud explains this to mean not to give bad advice mm-hmm. to somebody who's blind in a particular matter. So if I give somebody bad advice, I'm actually violating a Torah prohibition. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful to give advice that's correct. And if I don't know, I have to say I don't know. Mm-hmm. In families, asking for advice and giving advice can be really, really dicey. So what do you suggest to parents of children and also to parents of teenagers who do what, what they should do and what they should refrain from doing when they have advice to give out? Walk warily. <laughs> I used to write a column on uh, parenting, mm-hmm. and I stopped for different reasons. But someone said to me, why? I said, oh, because I, I can sum it up now in one line. Don't say 90% of what you want to say. Because mm-hmm. we as parents want to to tell our children things, and children don't want to listen. Not always. Sometimes they do. But it's such a careful walk to be able to know when to say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alta of Slabotka, who was one of the great uh, Musa, one of the great moral leaders of the last century. So uh, there was a student, and the student uh, got a, uh, you know, a lesser honor uh, on, a, on a Saturday morning service. And he understood that, he, that the altar was sending him a message. So he says, Rebbe, what's the matter? What did I do wrong? He goes, oh, you don't even remember? He says, no. He goes, 10 years ago when you first came here, he says, we had an elderly scholar who, because of his old age, was starting to forget things. And it was Shabbos morning, and he didn't know it was Shabbos. He started to put on his tefillin. And I told you, go over and tell him it's Shabbos. And you walked over with a smile on your face. You think you can laugh at someone who your whole life you'll never reach his level of greatness? Mm -hmm. So he says, Rebbe, you're right. I feel terrible. You know, I'll, I'll work on this. I'll try to change. 
but Rebbe, that was 10 years ago. Why are you first telling me now? And he says, it took me 10 years to build you up to the point that I could tell you that. So we as parents, we're very easy to give out advice and to tell our kids, and I think you this and I think this, and uh, we don't always get a positive reaction because <laughs> you have to build somebody up to the point that they're prepared to hear something. Mm-hmm. I, I had this conversation with a psychologist once where he says the hardest part of therapy is getting people to the point where they're prepared to hear mm-hmm. what issues they need to deal with mm-hmm. because you have to get people to that point that they can take advice. Yeah, I, I hear. Uh, what do you suggest to husbands and wives about giving advice to one another? Walk carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You have to be so careful because we're so sure everybody wants to hear what we have to say. It is so not true. And sometimes we get set up where a person asks us. So every husband who's been married for any period of time knows when his wife says, does this make me look fat? There is no good answer to that question. (laughs) You know, you got to be very careful what you're going to say. You know, the famous commentary on on the Torah on the Talmud Rashi. So his wife came downstairs. They're on their way to a wedding. She says, well, how do I look? He says, well, I don't know if those shoes are going to stand up. It's kind of muddy outside. And frankly, I hope that that's warm enough because it's kind of chilly. And uh, I don't know if that uh, that hat looks so good on you. And she says, Rashi, do you have to comment on everything? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Um, Let's finish out with unsolicited advice. So what's the best way to accept someone's unsolicited advice. Oh, they mean well. So one of the other seven levels of a scholar is oev tochachas, is as much. Can you receive criticism positively so that when you hear something, there's always room there. There's always something that I can learn from a situation if I'm open-minded enough to be able to listen. But I have to be a kind of person who looks forward for advice. In the old days, people used to actually pay somebody to give them reproof if they were doing mm. something wrong. They would pay wow. them a salary. Wow. And they'd say, you came late to davening, you came late to the service, you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right. And uh, a wise person looks forward to that. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you so much, Rabbi David Orlovsky, for your insights about advice. My pleasure. And there are many articles about giving advice on H.com. Check them out. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.